Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have come together to create a better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders, encircling you with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance welcome everyone episode 184 of the nba podcast i'm brian toporic and we have some big news to talk about out of nowhere the philadelphia 76ers acquired jimmy butler on saturday so we're gonna break it down for the sixers whether they gave up too much how butler's gonna fit in philly and then the timberwolves as well before we get underway a reminder that you can follow us on twitter at the nba pod in our bio, you can find our Twitter handles to so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. Joining me, as always, is my very stable genius of a co-host, Morton Jensen. How's it going, Mort? It's it's way past midnight, Brian. <laughs> it's a little late. Yeah, unfortunately, I was <laughs> away from my computer all day because that's how... Isn't that how this shit always happens? Like, oh, yeah. Right when big news breaks is when you're unable to record a podcast for five hours so you and i will apologies. always remember where we were when kevin love re-sigh yeah, or or excite his extension yeah yeah in line at a theme park in denmark great yeah perfect perfect timing uh <laughs> <laughs> yeah but so apologies that we couldn't get to this earlier today but it, frankly it gives us a couple hours to kind of digest yeah. what happened and then see all of these scalding hot takes that Luckily, I haven't like I haven't been on Twitter. I literally have no idea how, especially how Philly fans feel about this. So I'm excited for you to clue me in on that. But let's start with the Philly side. So the the deal, or the terms of the deal are Jimmy Butler and Justin Patton to Philly. Uh, the Sixers gave up Robert Covington, Dario Saric, Jared Bayless, and a 2022 second round pick. That is accurate. Yes. So, Mort, first just clue me in, like, wh- what's been the reaction uh, from just kind of Philly Twitter or even just general NBA people? Like, are, are people saying this is a fair deal or are they saying it's lopsided one way or the other? Well, I didn't get, go into, like, Philly Twitter specifically. I got some okay. feedback from Danish, uh, you know, Sixers fans. Uh-huh. And it was it was a little bit mixed. Some were okay. very very down on it, and assumed you would be too. Huh. Where I I politely had to remind them that you know what you send out two, you know slightly above average players and got a top fifteen player in return. Right. That's yeah. how you need to look at it. I yeah. mean, yeah. Is it a gamble? Yeah. Every trade is. Every right. trade on you know on the basis of it is a gamble. But in, in overall Twitter reaction, it's it's a little bit mixed, which really confused me because when you look at the quality of Jimmy Butler, like he just fits. I remember when we actually talked about you know the, this hypothetical of Jimmy Butler coming to to Philly a couple of months right. back. Yep. And one of the key notes that we had was he is going to respect Joel Embiid much more than he is Carl Anthony Towns. 
Yeah. He's going to respect Ben Simmons a lot more than he is Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> Andrew Wiggins, for sure. And one thing we didn't even mention back then, which I've been thinking about ever since the trade, J.J. Redick is a oh. locker room wizard. That's true. He's a veteran. Yeah. He works his ass off. And I think he and Jimmy will just mesh so well. Yeah. I mean, actually, I, mm, yeah, yeah. I, I think, think the that. makeup, I think the makeup of this team is a lot better than people make it out for. But I will say this: someone met, brought up to me that you know one of the reasons he hated the trade was because you know he's been through the whole process thing. So there's an emotional attachment to Dario yeah. and to especially Covington. Yeah. So I, I would assume the Philly fans are really, you know, heartbroken seeing those guys leave the leave their team, and I get that. I totally get that. But this is where I'll draw a comparison. Remember when Demar Derozan was traded for Kawhi Leonard? Yeah, that that was very emotional too. Right. You know who improved? The team right. that got the better player. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's where I'm at with this. Is and I've been saying this. Like, let's look at it from the cost angle first, and then we could talk about Butler's mm. fit. Yeah. I've been saying that Dario Saric is not a long-term fit in Philly for a while now. And it's mm-hmm. nothing against Dario. Like, emotionally, I love Dario. I love Covington. I am very upset that both of those guys will not be on the Sixers anymore just because I enjoy watching them play. Uh, it's weird that suddenly Sixers fans are getting defensive about Covington because, like no guy has been more polarizing among between like right. the people who really follow this team and then just casual fans who see him miss four threes in a row are like this guy sucks he's a patsy he can't even play in the g league like robert covington is really good he was just a centerpiece in a jimmy butler trade he, he right. can play basketball very well <laughs> Yeah, and look, uh, I, that that one confused me because I yeah. like you. I've noticed that Robert Covington is frequently thrown under the bus by oh, yeah. Philly fans, and now after this trade, it was like they shipped out Rocco. <laughs> what? What? Right. Like, make up your minds, people. Yeah, yeah. Well, right. No, I I get it. I get it. Yeah, I, I really think it is as you said. It's the emotional thing of like Covington's been here the whole time. Sorry. Right. You know, you draft him in 2014, you wait two years, he comes mm. over. He, you know, he frankly probably should have won Rookie of the Year his first year. He fits so well with the starting lineup last year, which was just very unexpected because on paper mm. that doesn't make sense at all. But at a certain point, like, Embiid's already on a max contract. Simmons is going to get a max contract. You know, right. he's eligible for an extension next year. I think that's a no-brainer. I don't even think they wait. I think they're going to max him out right away. Mm-hmm. They had that one year left. They had this upcoming summer to get that third max player before Simmons' contract kicked in, and then Dario was also eligible for an extension next summer. And we've talked about this repeatedly. It's extremely difficult in the NBA to build around three max players, to have other guys yeah. on reason, you know, like reasonably large contracts when you also have three max guys. It's just... You're either going to be paying enormous luxury tax or you're just not going to be able to add talent because you're just super capped out. Like you're going to be limited to really the taxpayer taxpayer mid-level exception every year. (laughs) Right. So that was always going to be the case with Dario. Like Dario is going to have suitors in restricted free agency. 
he had two years left in Philly, and then I genuinely think it would have been very tough to keep him there. So I understand. Like, I saw some people, you know, earlier saying, like, the, the Timberwolves didn't have leverage. Like, Philly gave up too much for him. I think people are forgetting, like, the <laughs> the chemistry debacle that is the Minnesota Timberwolves right now yeah. is making people forget how good Jimmy Butler is. Like, Jimmy Butler is a top 15 NBA player. Right. I get being concerned about him long term. And if you're Philly, like you you make this move, presumably because you're going to re-sign him, whether that's to a five-year max or, you know, whatever. Like they're going to keep Jimmy Butler beyond this season, most likely. I don't think mm-hmm. they make this move without at least, you know, back channel consulting his oh, agent. Oh, absolutely. Make, yeah. Like they, I have all the confidence in the world, unless he just completely clashes with Embiid and Simmons. He's going to be a sixer for a while. So, yep. yeah, I mean, you gave up, you know, two above-average rotation guys. Two guys mm-hmm. who were very critical to what, in terms of net rating, was the best starting lineup in the league last year. That hurts. But when you look at it from Dario was not going to be in Philly forever. Like, in in all likelihood, he had two years left. I Like, I, I treat it almost as he was a sunk cost at a certain point. Like, you were going to have to trade him away. So if you're trading him away to upgrade from Covington, who I love dearly, and mm-hmm. I think is going to be a, you know, he's going to be a monster in Minnesota. He's going to be so good in Minnesota. In, in the three up- years that he plays and then has to medically retire because... <laughs> right, right. But, you know, g- upgrading from him to Jimmy Butler mm-hmm. is significant. Like I, I think you you bet on talent at a certain point, and look, I know the the jury is still out on Markel Fultz. If Markel Fultz can hit the level, even I'm close to the level we thought he was when he came into the league, right? You know, you've got already in Simmons and Bede and Butler, you have what at worst three top twenty five players. I would argue probably even top twenty. Mm-hmm. depending on where you put Simmons. But, like, Joel Embiid is a rock-solid top, probably a rock-solid top 10 NBA player right now. I mean, yes. he's just been that good. Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler's top 15. Simmons is, you know, up there, top 20, top 25, wherever you want. If right. Bolts can get anywhere close to his previous level, not having to give him up in that deal to get this third star, mm-hmm. I mean, goddamn, like, that's that's a... If it all works, that's a terrifying core. And it's a core that you can keep for the next, you know, at least five years. Right. It is. I mean, they'll need some shooting, but here's yeah. the thing. You know, Kyle Korver is probably going to be on the buyout market. Yeah. I mean, I could see that. And yeah. Landry Schammett is coming along nicely. He is. He and really when is. he's after his rookie season, he's going to be, you know, <laughs> technically a vet. Uh, with the season under his belt, his shooting is only going to improve. Maybe this also allows for J.J. Redick to take yet another discount because, yeah. you know, hey, look at what we're building right now. Right. That's interesting. We could yeah. we could actually go out and win. He's going to be effective for at least another couple of years. I mean, yeah, sure. I, I, I get the sense that losing Dario and Covington, that's two three-point shooters that you probably couldn't 
you know, you, you know, you you couldn't afford to right. to lose them out of nothing. But I also feel like we we've turned Jimmy Butler into, uh, you know, a non three point shooter right. to to kind of ridiculous extent, right? Like yeah. he can stretch. Like teams are looking for him when he pulls up for the three. But what I'm looking at more so is, you know, much like Ben Simmons can create, yeah. Jimmy Butler can create for himself, but he can create jump shots for himself. Right. right. Ben Simmons, Joel, well, Joel can do that, but probably shouldn't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> at least jump shots. Like, yeah, no, right. no, no. So, so he, you, you now have a legit wing creator who right. can go out and theoretically get you 50 because just off of playmaking ability and self-creation and that's what the sixers have been missing like mike levin of the rights to ricky sanchez podcast tweeted this last night as the sixers were choking away a gigantic lead uh was like until the sixers have a guy who can create off the dribble for himself and for others they're going to struggle in crunch time like last night against the hornets it was just dump the ball to Joel Embiid and hope he gets fouled, which worked repeatedly because Joel Embiid is really good at drawing fouls. And yeah, you know, I don't know if you saw it. There was an article on the Athletic where he calls himself the James Harden of big men, which, <laughs> which is like it's what he's actively trying to do this year, and it's a really smart strategy. But and you know what? Who you know who can get to the line as well? Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Yeah, but like now he can also. I mean, ideally. Markel Fultz was supposed to be the guy who could create off the dribble for himself and others. He mm. isn't to that level yet, but Jimmy Butler is. Now you mm. have two go-to crunch time options in Embiid and Butler, and I don't. I mean, I don't think there's going to be too much overlap. You bring up a good point about you know we can go into the fit. How really with Simmons, with Embiid, with Butler, with Fultz, like all of those guys are theoretically better with the ball in their hands than not but all i mean simmons fultz and butler can all as you said create for others too like oh I, yeah i think again i don't think this is going to be a seamless transition i think it's obviously going to take time for these guys to get comfortable with one another but even with fultz the progress he's made over the past couple weeks has really i feel like it's gone on un, somewhat unnoticed nationally uh, but just because he still has these moments where, like, the, you know, he threw that pass, I think it was in the first quarter against the Hornets, and it, like, hit the backboard, and people were like, oh, Fultz's jump shot's still broken. So, like, the focus is on the jumper still, which hasn't, it's still not to the level it needs to be. Mm-hmm. But he's improved significantly defensively in, in particular. Yeah, And I think, like, just the team in general has gotten much better. I think Embiid's been much more vocal and communicative and, you know, he's, like, pointing guys out, like, you go there, you go there every time down the court. I think that's where Butler also is going to make a gigantic impact. Like, this team now has Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Jimmy Butler. All three of mm-hmm. those guys are all defensive caliber players. Right. I actually saw someone mention on Twitter that, oh, <laughs> you know, Philly, Philly lost their their defensive anger on the perimeter. I was like, yeah, but they got another one (laughs) who's better. Yeah. Right. Like, Covington's really good on ball. 
But right. he could also, I mean, he struggles at times. I, I think it's fair to argue Jimmy Butler is as good, if not better, of a defender oh. than Robert Covington. It's just oh, like, yeah. right, like Jimmy Butler can do more. He's not just pigeonholed as this 3 and D guy, whereas that's mm-hmm. really, you know, Covington was has improved this year. Like, he's been creating off the dribble more, which was a really welcome development. But, yes, like. Jimmy Butler is a <laughs> he is a very good defender. I'm not concerned about the defense at all. And you know, like look at the East right now. Mm-hmm. If you're going to the finals, you need to get through some combination of Kawhi Leonard, Giannis Antetokounmpo, every effing wing that Boston has, like Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward, Jalen Brown. Like you need that wing stopper. Jimmy Butler is that guy. Yeah, I mean he is. Like, Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clearance so this year Mm -hmm. the only concern i have with butler is chemistry because i i do you know just seeing what happened in minnesota it does make me wary that said i think as you said i think he's really going to respect the hell out of Embiid and simmons i hope he and fultz could coexist i hope he doesn't just totally screw with fultz's headspace but i you know, I, I think Butler is going to be happy just to get out of Minnesota and, like, to have this fresh start, be on a team that he he thinks, like, legit has a shot to at least make some noise mm-hmm. in the playoffs. I'm not saying this move makes the Sixers, like, a finals favorite or even a finals contender. Like, I still think they're behind Toronto, probably Milwaukee, probably Boston. But at least you can make the case right now, you know, like, this team is probably going to be a top four seed in the east like should be able to make it to the second round of the playoffs you know like th- this this ended miami's chances of doing anything in the playoffs because now he's not going to be in miami and indiana is the only other team that worries me but i i think the sixers could get past them especially with jimmy butler so oh for sure for sure yeah so you know like i i think he's gonna be not necessarily on his best behavior but I think like just having this fresh start will help him and will help his attitude. I mean, we didn't hear all that much until really the end of last season about him starting to hate Wiggins and Towns. And, you know, from all reports, like, I mean, you, you, we, we were talking about this this summer when, you know, we were mentioning like the possibility of Butler going to Philly. And I mentioned being worried about him coexisting with Fultz. And you brought up the good point that like, Fultz was busting his ass, and he was working yep. out three times a day over the summer. Like, I think he's going to – it seems like Butler's big gripe with those with Towns and Wiggins is that they just don't – allegedly don't work that hard and, like, don't want to – like, don't strive to get better. Like, basketball is not their core focus or whatever. Right. I think, you know, for Fultz putting that much work into the game, there was a report or some article about Simmons how, like – you know, last year he would he would not show up super early to practice, and this summer he just like was showing up in the gym every day, 
and was coming to practice 30 minutes early. And Embiid, like, very clearly, you've seen the work that he puts in every summer. I mean, Embiid is still just scratching the surface of his potential, which is terrifying. But, like, he hasn't mm-hmm. been playing basketball that long, especially in the NBA. Right. So, yeah, I mean, like, it's it's a very risky move, but the potential payoff, like, the, the I'd say the Sixers' ceiling is higher now. Their floor is considerably lower especially if Butler leaves after this year. So it like the the variance, the range of variance here just increased drastically. But these are the types of moves you have to make. Well, I'm going to disagree with you on the floor. Look, well, if he, I, if he leaves? No, yeah, yeah, if he leaves, but yeah. not this season in particular. Yeah. I, I'm yeah. not worried because here's the thing. I as you know, I follow Butler closely for a lot right. of years. Yeah. Um Let's go back to Chicago briefly because that's when the first, you know, trouble started arising with him and in particular Jerry and Grant and Denzel Valentine. Mm-hmm. So Denzel Valentine isn't the first guy who, who or, or sorry, Jimmy Butler isn't the first guy that Denzel Valentine has pissed off allegedly. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard rumblings that Denzel has not been, you know, taking his own development as as positively as he could, he hasn't really had this the, the correct approach. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, like if you're pissed at Jerry and Grant and you side with Jerry and Grant, like look at the type of player he is. <laughs> right, right. Like he is extremely passive, has always been passive, passed up wide open jump shot, is is frequently has a wide open lane that he doesn't utilize. Everyone mm-hmm. would get eventually frustrated playing with Jerry and Grant. I mean mm-hmm. I, so Dating back to that, it's all about the effort. Jimmy is a guy who understood. I came in the last pick in the first round. I was slept on all the time. And I worked my ass off to get where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Now, Then he came to Minnesota where you had like two number one picks who were just, oh, I'm going to be a star regardless. I don't have to put in the effort. It's all about me, 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 me. I think it's a blessing in disguise that Markel Fultz, whatever happened, the yips, whatever happened. Yeah. Because there is no way on earth Markel Foles right now is having that whole, I'm the number one pick, this all is going to come to me automatically. No, he right. knows that he went through something that is inexplainable and is weird and all that. He knows where he is in the pecking order right now. He's mm-hmm. going to look at Jimmy for guidance. He's going to look at him like, what can I do to get back? I know where you are. I know the yeah. type of star that you are. I play on the perimeter just like you. I want to pick up pointers. And you know what? If he asks those questions and shows up to do his work, I promise you he'll have a friend in Jimmy Butler. I absolutely going to guarantee you that. Jimmy is not one of those people who just shits on people for no reason. You know what (laughs) I mean? Right, right, right. Like, there's a reason. He's a dick about it, and he can be, yeah, he can really be maniacal about it. Mm-hmm. But if people around him work, he'll shut up and he'll work himself. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think he's gonna like Brett Brown. I hope he likes. Oh, Brett yeah. Brown. I mean, you know, Brett Brown has. It just seems like Brett Brown has a really good rapport with a lot of the guys in that locker room, uh, and he doesn't necessarily over. I mean, like frankly, <laughs> Butler's just gonna be happy to get out it from Tibbs like and not have to play 41 minutes like he did the other night and then mm-hmm. you know he, I don't know I think it was Sam Amick of The Athletic he gave that oh, sit yeah, down interview it. where he's like <laughs> that shit's just gotta stop 
It's like, yep. yeah, I mean, because, you know, there was a report from Mark Stein of the New York Times that he was supposed to play 32 minutes a game. Um, yeah, so let's talk about... Well, his answer was, be- was great, though. Like, why does it have to stop? Because we have 14 other guys on the roster. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Which is fair, but... It's totally fair. Uh, let's look ahead now, too. Cause, All right. So, you know, this season we're not concerned. If anything, this will only boost their ceiling. Mm. They don't make this move if they don't plan on re-signing Butler. Right. How do you feel about... Like, he's probably going to get the five-year max, right? Yeah. Are you worried about that at all? Yeah, I am. But you do it anyway because what's the alternative? Yeah. yeah. Here's the thing. Butler, I mean, I know that people are looking at Butler like he's you know, 38 years old. <laughs> right. He's 29. And again, yeah. we have seen nothing that indicates that Tips' minutes load has hurt him yet. Nothing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sick and tired of people just putting him into the Luol Dang, Joakim Noah mill. Right. Like, he's shown nothing of the sort. Some people are just built differently. Yeah. He's raw muscle. Like, his his energy levels are just different than Lou and, and Joe Keem's were. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm not concerned. He seems to be doing extremely well. Yeah, he has knacking injuries here and there. Yeah. but And he's majorly athletic, which will decline over time. But his mm-hmm. game is not built on athleticism. It's mm-hmm. built on smarts. It's built on footwork. It's built on you know, defensive intensity. It's built on some very solid aspects that you can move forward with. Yeah. So, you know, the the, the drop-off is... I don't project that to become as significant as people might look at it. Right. I mean, if he's productive at age 32 and 33, then you get value out of that deal considerably. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and also, then it's not a bad like, one. Yeah. Hi, the Sixers are built around injury risks right now. Like their right. <laughs> their star player has broken his foot twice and had a back fracture. Like yeah. the ship could go down very quickly for a number of different ways. Jimmy Butler is right. not the one I'm concerned about for injuries. Agreed. But, I mean, you're right. Like people are treating him because of the Tibbs miles. It is like he's 29 going on 35, and I think there is a concern there. But I mean, at the same time. As I said before, mm-hmm. that like this coming summer was their last chance to get a star before the mm-hmm. Simmons and Sarich contracts kicked in. Yeah. Like they had to use that cap space this summer on long-term deals. Now, if you look at the market and we've been teasing at this, there aren't that many guys who deserve max deals next summer. Yep. Like there are going to be a lot of guys who get them, but they're going to be in the like Chandler Parsons and Harrison Barnes mode. Where it's like, we just don't have, we have too much money to spend, and we need to get someone, because we've been promising our fan base, like, we we said this summer, we were going to go star hunting. Right. And, you know, like, Kevin Durant, it seems like he's either going to stay in Golden State or go to New York, just reading the tea leaves. Yeah. Kyrie Irving staying in Boston, in mm-hmm. all likelihood. Al Chris Horford, Middleton staying yeah, in Milwaukee. Chris, exactly. Like, Al Horford... Is not a fit just because you have Joel Embiid. Like, there weren't that many options. Kemba Walker, I mean, you have two point guards already. Like, there aren't that many star wings outside of Kawhi, who I don't think was a realistic option. I mean, no. that's where the, like, this is where the calculus comes in. Is like, you have to weigh, all right, 
how likely are we to sign Kevin Durant or Kawhi or you know Clay Thompson or Jimmy Butler? How likely are we to be able to get him in free agency? Because if we strike out, then our options are significantly limited. And teams mm-hmm. are going to know that and use that as leverage and say, hey, we know you guys need someone. We know you guys need to get a big star. So we're going to milk you for more assets. Right. So, I mean, it look, it's a gamble, but like they promised... They were going star hunting. They knew they needed a third star. They got their third star. They did. Like, Bird in a hand. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I understand if the, there are mixed feelings from Philly fans here. And, like, I, it, it's going to – I mean, look, I love Robert Covington. I love Dario Saric. But, like, this is a move you got to make if you're – I mean, just looking at the, the trajectory of this team – they, I mean, I'm not confident they would have gotten a star free agent next summer. Like, you know, because other factors play in. Like, if you're looking at just the basketball aspect, mm-hmm. LeBron James should be a sixer right now. Yeah, from a basketball perspective, I would agree with that. Yep. But he factored other things in, which is totally yep. fine. That's his prerogative. Like, he absolutely should. His family's happiness should weigh in. His business interests should weigh in. Mm-hmm. That's great, but who's to say that wasn't going to happen next summer, too? I would agree. Now the Sixers have almost a full year to sell Butler on, play next to Joel Embiid, play next to Ben Simmons, see how dominant you can be next to these guys, play under Brett Brown, play like, and you know, see our culture, get to like envision yourself here for the next five years, and we can now offer you more money because we got your bird rights in this trade. Yeah. Like, yeah, that they're. If they give him that five-year max next summer, it could absolutely backfire. But, like, at a certain point, you have to push your chips in. Of like, course you do. Yeah, like, that's that's the crappy part of team building and, and rebuilding is that at a certain point, you don't get to continue pushing, the, kicking the can down the road, as critics always used to accuse Sam Hankey of doing. Like, you have to make a commitment at a certain point and pick a path. And the Sixers did. It's going to be fascinating to see how it turns out i think the eastern conference just got that much more interesting um but now let's hey it's jamie progressive number one number two employee leave a message at the hey jamie it's me jamie this is your daily pep talk i know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group mad harmony but you will bounce back i mean you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the name your price tool it should be you giving me the pep talk now get out there hit that high note and take mad harmony all the way to nationals this year sorry it's pitchy progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law let's turn to the minnesota side of things because i think there's a lot <laughs> to unpack there too i i think the yep. first question is did the did the timberwolves get enough for jimmy butler uh, compared to what they gave up for him. I mean, look, here's the thing. Butler's Timberwolves career lasted 69 games. <laughs> nice. He, yeah, nice. <laughs> I was I was hoping he was going to say that. He played just over 2,500 minutes in a Minnesota Timberwolves uniform. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, at the time, nobody knew if Chris Dunn was going to be anything. Because he just had he had an historically bad rookie season. Sacklevine mm-hmm. Levine was coming off the ACL tear, and you know he's an overly athletic guy. You never know what he was coming into. Mm-hmm. And then you went down nine spots in the draft. 
So you essentially gave up Laurie Markkinen, who it turned out to be a stud, but, you know, it's the draft. Everything's a crapshoot. Right. So you're, everything they did in terms of getting Butler was logical. I still think it is. Everything mm-hmm. just seems to fail because then everything happened with Wiggins and, and Towns, and that lowered Butler's trade value significantly. And now they had to take a package that might not be as attractive as the one they gave up to the Bulls. Mm-hmm. So it it depends on where you're coming from. Are you looking at this trade and trying to compare it to the Chicago deal? Like, did we recoup our assets? No, you did not. You lost. Right. You lost that trade if, if you look at it from that perspective. Now, let's change the perspective and go, did you get more from Jimmy Butler than you might have thought a month ago? Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because some of the names and some of the, the rumors that we saw you know, floating around for Jimmy Butler. Most of it, let's just be honest, was crap. Was right. pure crap. <laughs> like, at least here they get two slightly above average players. Yep. And that's good. Like, starting caliber players. Yeah. Yeah. If their focus is to stay competitive and win now, which it sounds like it is, because Tom Thibodeau <laughs> Tips, still... Right. Yeah. <laughs> He's still in charge. Like, Dario and Covington are going to help them win games this year. They're going to be a more competitive team because they added those two guys. They have a set starting lineup now. Yeah, and they got Jimmy out of the locker room, which I think will improve morale significantly. Like, I think Carl Anthony Towns is about to go on a bender. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, we're going to... I I think... No, no. No. I mean, he had 40 and 20 last night. Come on. No, here's what I'm saying. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But here's... I'm just saying, you know, he he should have shown that before this one game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, know. I'm I'm still not sold. I still I still think Minnesota is in a very tough spot because now yeah. they got rid of the guy who held everyone accountable. Now it's back to the whole, oh, let's empower these players who think every everything is is given not earned. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you expect? Now Robert Covington and Dario Saric are coming in. Both those guys work hard, by the way. They're yeah. hard workers. So are they going to be, you know, do, are they going to have negative reactions as well? Is this mm-hmm. going to be a perpetual thing where whenever Minnesota tries to build around, you know, Cat and Wiggins, you know, those people are going to look at that situation and go, you know, I'm not interested in being with players <laughs> who, right, right, who aren't putting forward their best effort. I don't know. I'm I'm just not optimistic whatsoever about Minnesota. It's yeah. just it's meh all around. I mean, the good thing is, like Covington has. I mean, even a more extreme, well, a similar career arc to Jimmy. Like Jimmy was a you know the last pick in the first round, turns into a multi-time All Star. Covington's not right. going to be an All Star, but he went undrafted, turned into a legitimate, you know, starting caliber rotation player. Got a significant contract out of it. So it's like a you know it a similar like came from nowhere started from the bottom now we here type of thing mm-hmm. versus Townsend Wiggins where like we were the number one pick <laughs> when are we gonna start playing like number one picks right uh, I mean Towns like I I do genuinely think and you could say it's a character flaw if you know like he was allowing this Butler situation to affect his mindset and he was just like moping his way through until they traded butler and now that butler's gone now he's gonna turn it on and like remind us all of 
you know, like two years ago, we thought if you were to build a franchise around one player, I think a lot of people would say Carl Anthony Towns is in that conversation. Like I after just, his sophomore season? Right. I think he could get back to that point. I don't think he's he'd be number one with the bullet. I think at this point, Giannis mm-hmm. is the obvious answer. Or Anthony Davis, you're willing to stomach the injury risk. Like Towns would right. probably have a tough time cracking the top five, frankly. But I, I think especially with the on-court fit of Saric and Covington, like I think those two guys are really going to fit well with that team. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm interested. Do you think Saric replaces Taj in the starting lineup? Do you think it's now going to be Teague, Wiggins, Covington, Saric, and Towns? Actually, actually, I don't think so, but I, I think it should be. I think mm-hmm. it should be that rotation they go with. Cat, um, Dario... Covington at the three, Wiggins at the two, even though, you know. Yeah. Eh. And and Teague at the one, I assume, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, with Rose and Taj coming off the bench as the primary, you know, perimeter big combo. Because, you know, Tyus is just, obviously I would prefer Tyus, but he's just not given the chance, so I'm not even going to entertain that thought. Dude, I'm so mad they didn't steal Tyus. That's my one regret for this trade. How did you not steal Tyus Jones? Well, honestly, I have a feeling that he's tied up in a different trade. Yeah. Yeah. I think oh, they're yeah. flirting with someone and then just saying, you know what? No, nah, because I'm sure that, that Philly asked. I yeah, wouldn't be surprised. Would so. Oh, yeah. for sure. I think it's a matter of, you know, they they're just went, well, we, we may have Tyus locked up in a different trade. By the way, just just, just to close off the whole cat thing, mm-hmm. uh, Brady Clopper, uh, Clopper? I don't know. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Brady. I'm not sure how you to pronounce your last name, but he had yeah. a tweet this evening that I think is the perfect description of how I view like Cat and the whole situation in Minnesota with the young guys. He says, "I can't decide whether Cat scores 50 in his next game or 12." Yeah, that's fair. That's where I stand. Like you don't have that knowledge, right? You're right. never certain. Yeah, that's totally fair. <laughs> I thought that was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me either if Taj stays in the starting lineup. And, I, yeah. and frankly, I I mean, I didn't think this... Well, I mean, the, the Sixers tried Saric off the bench the first couple of games last year, and he didn't do all that well, and then he moved into the starting lineup and took off. But yeah. I could see him thriving in a super sub role, at least at first, especially if... They think we need more defense next to Towns, and Taj is going to give that. Like, we need some toughness. We need some hard screens, that kind of stuff. And then, like, Sarge can create offense for himself a little bit better than Taj can probably at this point in their careers. So, Mm -hmm. you know, having, as you said, Rose and Sarge as their kind of main guys off the bench, Kogi, I guess, as well. I mean, I, I think that Timberwolves team, look, they're not as bad as their record indicated. Like, chemistry is a real thing. And even though, like, Butler has been coming out and saying, oh, you know, everything's fine, right. you know, we're right, all right, good. Right. Like, no, that's look at the Wizards right now. Chemistry can really just destroy a team. And I think now that that cloud is gone, and, and like, again, coming to the start, are good players. Like, I think that Timberwolves team is going to be closer to, you know, the 45-50 win team we thought they could be going into the season than... Really? Yeah, I think that I don't think high? I don't think they make the playoffs, but I think they are significantly better than they were 
just because, like, look, Jimmy Butler's a great player, but right. you're adding, you're adding, you're taking away an all-star, yeah, but you're taking away a malcontent. You're adding two good rotation players. And yeah, like, but still, like, the skill level there is lacking. Where, yeah. I mean, 50 in the West? I, I mean, now, no, because they're, what, they're 4-9 already? Right. That, the, like, the the caliber, like, from here on out, whatever that win percentage would be of a 45-50 to 50 win team. I don't, I, all right. not, you know, somewhere above, like, slightly, what, above 500, somewhere, like, in the 550 range, if I'm doing that math right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, basically, playing, you know, on a 50-win pace for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, probably a little bit less than that because they right. didn't even get 50 last year, but Jimmy did yeah. get hurt for 20 games. But yeah, like somewhere in the like 46, 47, that right. percentage. That's but interesting. I, I have them yeah. lower. I, I have them lower. Okay. Um, I, I just don't think... I, I think so much... I think so much has happened. Yeah. I, I think even with Jimmy gone, like all those questions about work ethic, yeah, those are going to linger. Yeah, I, I think the the you know the are is the press going to stop asking those questions? No, <laughs> no, no. Not, not no, not at all. That media narrative is going to continue on. Yeah. Now, I mean, I I love Robert Covington in particular, but he is, and and while he has gotten better off the bounce, mm-hmm. you know, his primary competition was still Eastern Conference teams. Yeah, <laughs> so he's not probably not going to do a whole lot off the bounce game in, in Minnesota. So he primarily he's still going to be a three and D guy, which mm-hmm. certainly has its value. And then I I wonder if Sarge is, you know, he has to go up against Anthony Davis several more times now. Mm-hmm. I mean, and those type of players, Kevin Durant, Nikola Jokic, I. I don't know. I just I have a feeling that when players go from east to west, when they're not mm. super duper stars like Jimmy yeah. Butler, yeah, like it's going to take more from them to actually succeed, mm-hmm. because that talent level out west is just it's staggering at this point. Yeah, that's fair. Like they, <laughs> there are fewer nights off in the west than there are in the east. Yeah, that's for sure. Like you, you know, you don't get to play. The, the Knicks, Bulls, the Hawks, the Bulls, the Magic. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, like you could have that four game slate. Right. Like what? What's the alternative in the West? Like Golden State, Utah. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Phoenix and Phoenix. Like even the Kings are being frisky this year, at least so far. Oh god. So, I mean, yeah. that's yeah. So so no, I, I'm just I don't think they're there. And and besides, Tim uh, Tips runs you know, some weird stuff once in a while. Yeah, and I, I well, just don't think I think it takes a full training camp to get tips. Yeah, I mean that's fair. I, like I I I don't think this Timberwolves team makes the playoffs. Right. And I think a large part of it is Tibbs. Yeah. And I think I I would be very surprised if Tibbs is here beyond this year. Because I think now it's Motorist Insurance Group and Brick Street Insurance have come together to create a better one-stop shop for agents and policyholders encircling you with coverage at every step in life's journey. We are now in Cova Insurance. Especially, you know, you mentioned, like, the offers we heard for Butler that at least leaked to the media. We don't know how much of it is true or whatever. Mm. But, you know, they, yeah, like this, I think this deal is better than the Houston, the four first-round picks, just because, 
who knows what those are going to be end up being most you know a lot of those could have been late first rounders anyway and the hit rate is just so low that you can't really count on anything of value if you're especially if you're taking on the money for brandon knight for a couple more years right the interesting one's the miami deal because josh richardson like i mean he was already really good last year yeah, he's he's taken even a step further this year, and I I forget who I saw report this. I think it was Mark Stein said that you know, based on how well he started the year, like he was on the table. You know, there was there was a report I think from Woj where they said like they were exchanging medicals. Like this was it was on the one yard line, and then Minnesota pulled away because they wanted additional draft compensation, and Pratt Riley told him to go f himself. Yeah. Um, now, you know, now I do wonder, like, depending on what that pick would have been from Miami, like, Josh Richardson in a pick for probably beats Sarge and Covington? I don't know. Yeah. And the Houston offer of four first-rounders? Yeah. Also beats, yeah. You think so? Oh, I think so. I guess if you're looking at it like really long term and you just don't care about this season, I don't. Like, it's the Wolves. Yeah, I know. That's why. That's no. I look, know. that's why I I would prefer it. If if this had been any other team, I wouldn't. Yeah. But I don't see them going anywhere. Tips is gonna get fired right. this summer. Right. You know, and and because he and Derrick Rose, they're like you know, Al Pacino and Jamie Foxx in any given Sunday, like they're gonna go together for the rest of their careers. Of you know, yeah, they have. Willie, Willie, I just signed Willie Beeman to be my new quarterback. <laughs> F all of you, yeah. Great scene, yeah. by the way. But that's like that's the relationship they have. Right. So Minnesota is gonna hire a new coach. It's gonna take a year, maybe year and a half, to get into the swing of things. Then a year and a year and a half later. That's when they're gonna they're gonna realize oh maybe we shouldn't have have hired back Kevin McHale, yeah. and then they're gonna fire him and then it's all gonna start over because here's the thing about Minnesota they rarely make good decisions. <laughs> That's <laughs> that is fair. That is fair. Yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, I, from Minnesota side, like I look, man, I love again. I've said this like five times, but I I really do love Sarge and Covington. I hope they do well there. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested to see how Towns and Wiggins respond to this because this really does feel like it's put up or shut up time for both of them. Like they, I, they, I would agree. They signed their big contracts. Yeah. Now it's time to live up to those, you know, especially like they, they cured your locker room of the, <laughs> the incurable cancer that was in there. Now it's time to prove that Jimmy Butler was wrong about you guys. Cause otherwise that's, I mean, Look, if if he was right about them, it doesn't matter what Minnesota does. Having that much money tied up into those two guys, if they aren't willing to put in the work and they don't get better every season, you're right. Minnesota's going nowhere, and they might as well have taken the draft picks because mm-hmm. by the time you know by the time they get out of this contract, it'll be 2025. But, so when Minnesota fans were clamoring, you know, hey, we need to get Jimmy Butler off our roster so Wiggins can be unleashed, you. you <laughs> You're saying that this is now happening, and and that might be a good thing. I'm gonna say, be careful what you wish for in that regard. But I'm so glad you actually said that. I had a tweet, basically, lined out that way. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I. But, I. I. Wait. Look, how many people? People have been doing the who's better, Covington or Wiggins thing for years now, right? 
Oh yeah, they have. I haven't even looked at that. Oh my god, that's now, now uh, we get to see it side by side. I'm very excited by that. Oh, I completely <laughs> forgot about that. That's gonna be interesting. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh boy, yeah. Well, uh, I, any, I, I will. Any final yeah, thoughts? I, yeah. Final thoughts? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I do have a final thought. Um, it's my hope that Wiggins gets a lot of minutes with Sarich and Covington, mm-hmm. simply because he needs to have floor spreaders alongside yeah. him. Because I'm gonna read you a stat right now. Wiggins takes 18.2 percent of his uh, of his shots between the 16 to 16 feet and the, inside the three point line. Okay. Yep. So like long twos. Long twos. Exactly. He hits that shot at a 24% clip. Ooh, buddy. So he takes the worst <laughs> shot in basketball, and that is the second highest frequency shot he takes. The second one is 20.4%, which is within three feet. Great. And it, like inside the three-point line. Like the three-point line carries for 35% of a shot. But basically everything inside the arc it's either at the rim, which isn't a whole lot, like 20%, uh-huh. or it's from 16 feet with inside the three-point line. So basically, he takes the worst shot in basketball a lot, Great. hits it at 24%, which is just bailing out the defense every single time down. Yeah, And I have a feeling part of that will be solved, just to give Wiggins some kind of momentum here, just yeah. so I don't crap on him continuously. I think this will give him a chance. I think having guys who can stretch the court, and that's this includes Carl Anthony Towns. Now you can play four out, one in. Mm-hmm. Now you have the floor spacers for him to create something off the dribbles, for him to not necessarily settle for that long two. Now mm-hmm. he can get into the paint. He can get into that mid-range area, the, the closer mid-range area, and facilitate something, be that mm-hmm. fakes, pull-ups, whatever, getting to the line. Doesn't matter. This allows Andrew Wiggins to get creative, is my point. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. Because if this turns out to be the thing that he missed, or what this is the key that unlocks him, mm-hmm. then you can look at it in a year's time and go, okay, this trade made sense because they got the right guys in who could space the floor for him. Yeah. There are a lot of things that we can, we can sit here and judge the trade, which, you know, we're paid to do. Right. But at the end of the day, we have to wait. We have to wait a little year until yep. we really get the full sense of it. We can judge yep. Philly at the end of the playoffs because, you know, they have a guy who's ready and they yep. have a core that's, you know, playoff ready and, and ready to win now, even though Ben Simmons is like 22. <laughs> right. Right. So it just comes down to time, I think. Yeah. And even still, we can't judge it until we see what happens next summer. Like that's if, true. Like if, like they if keep Jimmy up, leaves Philly, Minnesota yeah, wins right. in a landslide. I, I would I would agree. I would agree. I, I will say this, by the way. Just This is a question. So Jimmy, as you know, is very intense. He wants everyone to improve. Mm-hmm. Do you think that within the first week that Jimmy Butler is a sixer, Ben Simmons will take his first three-point shot of the season? <laughs> no. No, I do not. All right. I, I have a feeling he's just going to be looking at Ben like, shoot it, just shoot it. Come Great. on, man, just shoot it. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. I don't really care. excited just shoot to hear shoot a three, you coward, from his own teammate. Yeah. It's going to go really well. <laughs> oh, God. All right. See, now that's actually something that could happen. I'll give you I that know. one. <laughs> I know. That's that's the concern. I did see one final note from the Sixers end. 
uh, from Kevin Pelton. I, I was someone texted me and like brought up the point that like, look, with Jimmy's cap hold, they can't necessarily make a max slot next summer, but they still could make. They could have in the neighborhood of nineteen million in cap room next summer with Jimmy's cap hold with, on with, the books. That's correct. Yes. Yeah, according to Kevin Pelton. So like, they'll have to. Like they'll have renounce to renounce everyone, reno- yeah. right? Like yeah. Chandler, Muscala, Reddick. Reddick, yeah, yeah. So I mean, they'll probably end up spending a lot of it to retain some, if not all, of those guys. Mm. But this is not the finished product. Like they right. could pick up who knows who else next summer. This is mm-hmm. not the finished product this season. I would be very surprised if this is the final Philly roster that goes into the playoffs. They still have the room mid level exception after Bielitsa backed out. <laughs> which was great. They still have expiring contracts for Muscala, Justin Patton, Furk on Korkmaz, who's requested a trade. Like yep. they're going to make another move, whether it's a trade or getting someone on the buyout market, like they did with mm-hmm. Bellinelli and Ilyasova next summer, or sorry, last year. Uh, they're like, this is not a finished product. This is the first, probably of multiple steps. So yep, and know, Fultz might be available. I mean, I'm just saying that they could kick the tires. Yeah. If there's something, if something good pops up. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? So yeah, right. it's gonna be. Look, it, it's gonna be. A, <laughs> the NBA never sleeps. It's gonna be really interesting to yeah. see how this thing goes. But we promised you we would have a Jimmy Butler trade podcast. We didn't expect it to be this early, but here we go. So hope you enjoyed. We will, you know, obviously be talking about this a lot in the coming weeks as well once mm-hmm. butler makes his debut it sounds like that's not going to happen for a couple more days trade so, calls monday yeah so so wednesday apparently is the earliest okay great so they're going to get their brains beat in by the grizzlies right now which is going to be great because we have a grizzlies fan coming over for dinner very excited about that good time oh, nice. yeah yeah uh, but in the meantime, follow us on Twitter at the NBA Pod. You can find our Twitter handles in our bio, so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some five star reviews. Until next time, I'm Brian Taporic. Be nice to my mentions, and I was joined as always by Morton Jensen. Have a good one, Mort. Thank you, Brian. My mentions have not blown up, by the way, because people <laughs> realized that I was right about Dame about mine did today because i tweeted about deadspin being shitty at basketball coverage because they called rubber covington a patsy who was only in philly to help them lose games at one point and now he was just used to acquire jimmy butler so good job deadspin good win, analysis as win. always <laughs> <laughs> all right wait a minute. later Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729-811. Select styles. Excludes in-store clothes. Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.